Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. You and I have the ability and the dignity and the right to make our own decisions and determine our own destiny. No fear. No political correctness. Exposing the tyranny of the minority. You're listening to Underground USA with your hosts, Frank Salvato and Andy Limbaugh. Rendezvous with Destiny. Welcome back to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. I'm here along with Andy Limbaugh, uh, bringing to you some... uh, some just some insights about things that are happening in in our world, our collective world today, and, and collective is not meant that way. So, don't get all freaked out on me. We don't do collectivism here, or communism, socialism. We don't even do political correctness here. Thank God. You know, I that's I'm so tired of it. I, I I am so absolutely tired of of towing the narrative and uh, we'll get into that in the second the, the second segment about american fascism and and how that that trend is about tired and over right now for most of america but first we, we should really land on some good news i think it's good news anyway oh I, it's unbelievably good news I'm hoping everybody's up to speed on this because this will give you a, a reason to actually sit down and take a breath is uh, the lawsuit that Texas filed in the United States Supreme Court challenging the execution of, of elections in other states. And it's a pretty simple argument. It's a straight-ahead constitutional question that is the purview of the Supreme Court, and really it's the only forum that this complaint can be filed in as the Supreme Court because it's brought state against state. That's correct. The, 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 um, any, any time that there is a lawsuit that is filed from one state against another state, it automatically has to be heard by the Supreme Court. Let's, uh, Andy, why don't you bring people up to speed on, I won't say the minutia, but the overall details of exactly what this is. And if I'm not mistaken, and, and you just sent me a link, 16 states have, have signed on to this? Yeah, it's actually 17 now, as of about an hour ago, prior to, uh, to us starting our program. Um, and that, that's an update. Uh, so that's 34% of the states now have hopped on board. This I mean, that's, that's profound. This is awesome. 
this this really is awesome. Now, what is the what is the question, or what is, I guess it would be a complaint. What is the complaint that Texas is leveling? Well, in a nutshell, the the attorney general of Texas is saying that because either unelected officials or elected officials in the respective states, uh, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, overstep their bounds or their authority or usurp their power, uh, in effect changing the constitution of their respective states as to how to count election laws within each of their respective states. And because of that, the attorney general in Texas is saying, look, that that affects our state because these elections in question are on a federal basis. So the attorney general in Texas said, I am suing you as a state that I am being adversely affected by your actions in this election. And so basically, in a nutshell, the state of Texas is suing Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. And that case, if they wish to hear it, uh, automatically goes to the Supreme Court. Now, I can't, I can't see where they would, that, that there's a reason to not hear this, because it is a constitutional question, and it is their purview. Um, and I think people, we need to go back and understand constitutionally that each of the 50 states has a constitution that makes it a sovereign state. And when you look at what the Constitution did, and before that the Articles of Confederation, is they said this is a compact between all 50s of these states, creating the United States, creating the Union, as it were. So we're all expected to play by the rules that we set forth going into this compact. And when the states of Michigan... Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Georgia went outside of their constitutional construct on election law by allowing elected executive branch officials to augment their constitution without amendment or legislation processes, that they violated their the compact with the other states by changing the laws outside the proper channels. And that's what brings this to the Supreme Court. It's not a question about who won or lost this election. It's a question about whether what you did violated the compact that creates the union. That's a hell of a question. And, and, and it goes beyond the executive and legislative branches of these states. Uh, it, it also uh, implies that, or the lawsuit implies that the judiciary in these states have usurped their power of authority because the ultimate power... And it all started, as you alluded to, it all started in the Articles of Confederation. All of the power in election laws and the delegates uh, and the, the um, uh, nomination of the delegates within each state is the power is held by the state legislatures. This is something that's always bothered me a little bit because it just stinks of lazy. You know, we're seeing now in today's world, not back when they crafted their constitutions, but in today's world, that the legislatures have ceded the authority to the executive branch of, of their respective state governments to call these elections and seat the legislators, and then they just come back and they certify them. I just don't understand why the state legislatures didn't 
claw back that power and say, you know what? Our Constitution says it's ours. We were letting you do it. You've obviously screwed the pooch. We're taking it back. <laughs> yeah, and but I think things had to happen first for this to get to where it is right now. And I think it was these state legislatures are Republican-controlled in all of these states. And they were getting, well, the heat in the kitchen was really getting turned up by the left and with threats and this and that and the other against these legislators. And they're like going, hey, you know what? I don't need to get involved in this kind of stuff. It's not worth it. Well, you know what? It is worth it when you held up your right hand and took the oath when you won election and you stepped into office. You know what? Put on your big boy britches because that's what you asked for. Yeah. So if you don't want to do that, you know, then then step aside and let somebody else who's got bigger balls than you do get in there. Yeah. You if you if you don't want to bat, then you better play for an American League team. That's exactly (laughs) right. You know, otherwise the job is the job, and and the bad comes along with the good and the perks. Uh, Now, just as I was just thinking about this when you were talking about the lawsuit, when you were talking about the violation of the compact between the states and different states treating different entities differently and everything else, this could open up a gigantic can of worms when it comes to previous rulings on the Commerce Clause. For inter for for dealings between the states, when we look at the Commerce Clause, and and the ruling that brought about this giant overreach of, of federal oversight, this it seems to me that this ruling, if if in fact it goes in Texas's favor, that it could open up a can of worms with regard to federal overreach into the states. If you're treating one state differently than another state as the federal government and and this ruling comes down that says, yo, you can't break that you can't break that compact there could be some repercussions that go far beyond the election process. I need to make sure that our listeners understand that I am not a constitutional authority or an attorney for that matter but i did stay at a really cool hotel <laughs> last night holiday, so that, holiday express that, yes. that, get, that that gives me the ability well they're not a paying sponsor yet so that's why i left them nameless <laughs> now they can they can that's, step up if they want that's right yeah. however however all that said so if we go into florida there were counties within the state of florida that were not consistent with the other counties and how they counted the ballots. And so the Supreme Court actually overturned those counties that were not in lockstep with the, the counting of the other counties, and that's how Florida won. So really, this is, this is just a codification of what they've already ruled on if, in fact, they have fidelity to their own rulings. They have to take this. Boy, because even even then, if they don't, what they're telling the American people is that uh, we don't really want or need to get involved, and therefore we're not going to follow the Constitution. But why why have the third branch of government existed? That's their only purpose is to make sure that they adjudicate what's constitutional and what is not, where the federal government is concerned. 
That's exactly right. You know, if they don't, yep. I've been I've been kind of pissed off about through this whole thing uh, with courts being able to say that that the American people, when it comes to elections, don't have standing to bring a lawsuit. You know, if we don't have standing to take a lawsuit when when the one of the fundamental rights of 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 our entire existence is being raped, when do we have standing? Right. Well, and and so when you take these states. That are, that are being sued, the premise is that there is already standing because of the Florida recount and that I just mentioned a bit ago. Because a lot of the uh, Philadelphia, um, uh, what's uh, Cobb County, mm-hmm. is it Cobb? Yeah, Cobb County in Cobb, Georgia. Cobb in Georgia, yeah. Yeah, Cobb, um, and, and other counties like that. Very specific areas, high population uh, cities within these states and uh, that have been brought up in the lawsuit, they have appeared to count their ballots differently than the other counties in the state. And therefore, there's no consistency in the ballot counting of the election. Boy, I'll tell you, that, that really does lay bare the political element in, this, in these state courts. Because in Michigan... The, the people who live in the upper portions of that state were screaming to high heaven that they weren't being treated as the people in Wayne County, where Detroit is, were being treated because they weren't allowed the ability to uh, rectify errors on their absentee ballots like the people in Detroit were. And their state Supreme Court said, tough. Well, just think about this, too. So there are four states, obviously, uh, in the lawsuits, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. You know that these other states, Nevada and Arizona, and, you know, well, I certainly don't know for sure, but New York and California (laughs) and your home state and, you know, you know they're doing the same thing. It's just these guys just got caught. Oh, absolutely. In Chicago, it goes by precinct. (laughs) You know, if you're, if your alderman is is established and and used to have old bad dailies here, you could count. You know, why count the ballots? We'll just what number do you want to give it? Hey, Alder, <laughs> hey, Alderman Burke, Alderman Verdoliak, what number do you want to have? You know, you, you get you get your voter card punched every time you walk into a Seven Eleven and a free cup of coffee on the twelfth visit. That's that's exactly right. You know, and that I'd, like, cu- I'd that, like to cash in my votes here. Yeah, that cup of coffee is harder to get than than becoming alderman in some places in Chicago. It takes more time. <laughs> you know, yes. but th- this one. So, so I know that Texas started. I know Louisiana and Alabama kind of signed on. Uh, I thought Arkansas was teetering and Florida was teetering, but when you sent me that link, that that's a whole different ball game. Yeah, the AG of Arkansas tweeted out last night that they were on board, as did the Attorney General of Missouri. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're 17 states as of about an hour and a half ago. And, uh, you know, who knows if it grows or not. But, again, that's, that's almost 35% of the states who have hopped on board. I mean, that's, that's putting out some ammo there, if you ask me. Well, that needs to be significant. Even one state suing another state needed to be significant. But when you have a flood 
of states. And I, I suspect that before this is all over, more will be joining in on this because this is one of those things where you just didn't want to be the first one to do it. You know, and, and Texas, because everything's bigger in Texas, evidently their coyones are a little bit bigger, too. You, you just stole my thunder. I was just getting ready to say, you know, it's the, the Texas deal. Don't mess with Texas. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's no, it shouldn't come as a surprise that one of the freest states in the United States has decided to say, to call bullshit. Yeah. You know, and I'm hoping that other states, now that the door is open and someone with a bigger set than yours has walked through it, that everybody else gets on board. Because I can literally see the, all the red states, every single one of them, saying, you know what, this could happen to me too. You know, yeah. that's, that's what, the, that's what the, the, our little American fascist friends on the left don't get, is that you hammer this through. And a perfect example was Harry Reid and the nuclear option. You hammer this through, if you, if you go down that road, when you're not in power, it's going to come back to bite you square in the ass and take out a chunk of flesh. Which is exactly the reason why the runoff for the two U.S. senators in Georgia is so critical, because for that very reason that you said, uh, when Harry Reid said, okay, you know, we're going nuke on you, and he lost. And we won, and that's why we were able to get more justices throughout the federal judiciary. Mm -hmm. But if, this, if we lose control of the Senate, then that goes bye-bye. And then that's why, and when people hear stacking the courts and this, that, and the other, well, the Supreme Court, they, they really need to listen to this because if that happens or this election is overturned, or, or if this election is not overturned because of just all the cheating, that the Supreme Court, in effect, reduces its own power. And I can't for the life of me imagine that John Roberts yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, is going to allow that to happen because he drank the Kool-Aid big time and he got caught up in his own stuff. Yeah, cocktail, cocktail party, Johnny. I mean, just the Chardonnay and Brie crowd big time. You know, and, and, I, and I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and, and plant a flag on the surface of this moon and, and say that the Supreme Court is not going to be overturning an election. This election hasn't been decided. Right. You know, there has been no election in the Electoral College yet. That, that happens much later. They're, they're certifying votes, but that process is still fluid. So for all these people who say, you're going to overturn an election and it's going to cause all kinds of pain to the people who usually cry in the streets when people like Hillary Clinton lose, the accurate way to look at it is that we've got to see how this, the Supreme Court's going to have to hear this case to figure out how this election ends, because we're still in the middle of it. Yeah. Well, but what's going to happen is it'll get tossed back, and the states are going to have to reconvene, and they're going to have to. They're going to have to. Uh, doesn't it? Uh, or the legislatures are going to have to reconvene. Yeah, and doesn't that mean that the legislatures in each of those states, which happen to fall away from uh, the denomination of the executive branches in those states, would be seating the electors, and that means that it would be decided differently than what Fox called for on, on election night. Right. And each state now only gets one vote in that. It, it's, it's not the total of all the electors. It boils down to one vote 
or one one electoral vote per state per state congregation and that kind of, if it goes to the house that means that that you know if you have uh, Illinois as a matter of fact you, you have so many representatives in your senators the majority of those put together that's how the state goes and when you look at Illinois Illinois would go red yeah you know you you look at some places and I think New York would be kind of close you know because upstate New York is not necessarily the hotbed of of progressive fascism that New York City is even if you do have Andrew Cuomo as a tyrant up there this thing if people people want to believe that it's kind of set in stone and we're looking at a Biden presidency it's not over yet no it ain't and, and the fact that that all of the news channels are calling him president-elect, which is absolutely wrong. And by the way, Chris Wallace, kiss my ass. You don't go after anybody and say you have to call him president-elect. You are constitutionally illiterate, and you're proving yourself to be an intellectual fraud because no one is president-elect until after the Electoral College is voted on or the opponent concedes, and neither's happened yet. So shut your pie hole... Sit down over there at the, at the formerly right-leaning Fox News, which is now pretty much glow-in-the-dark blue except for Tucker Carlson, as far as I'm concerned. And, and stop feeding lies to the American people, Chris. Even your dad had more integrity than that. Uh, we will be right back after this new commercial for Z-Bones, which, uh, transparency alert... Uh, my partner here, Mr. Limbaugh, has, has a stake in. And I've, I've seen these things. I see how they work. Um, boy, perfect Christmas gift. Uh, you're listening to Underground USA. I'm Frank Salvato, and he's Andy Limbaugh. And you're going to hear from Andy in a couple seconds. We'll be right back. In search of that perfect gift-giving solution for the holidays, Z-Bones wireless Bluetooth headphones. Z-Bones allow you to talk on the phone, listen to your music, but still be aware of all the sounds around you. Z-Bones rest comfortably over your ears and the speakers rest gently atop the cheekbones. They won't fall off, they can't fall out, and they don't hurt. Learn more about this great gift-giving solution at lovezbones.com. Welcome back to Underground USA. I'm your host, Frank Salvato, along with uh, co-host Andy Limbaugh. And um, I, I promised Andy I would do this in the break. Fascist! 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 And it's, uh, I, I, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of people calling the, the people on the left uh, liberals or progressives. I, I was kind of signing on to the, well, you're a Marxist progressive thing. But they've gone beyond that. The, the, with the cancel culture, and it's exasperated by this by this COVID event, whether you want to call it a pandemic or not. If you listen to the people over at John Hopkins, not so much. Um, you can't have a differing opinion in the United States today, other than the anointed narrative of the fascist left. So I'm I'm saying that we are living in the age of the American fascist. Yes, I could not agree more, and. It's basically, if we don't do as they say, they shame us into believing that we need to bow to them, get on our knees to them, and do as they say. And of course, if you want to just uh, 
um, add to the hypocrisy of that. Look at Mr. or should I say Representative Solwell. God. Jeez. Oh, I'm going to call him Mr. Fang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier. Well, it's a lot easier. You know, Mr. So, Fang. you know, bow, bow before me and do as I say, but not as I do. Because he just is absolutely getting raked over the coals right now, and I couldn't think of a better guy for it to happen to. What a punk. Why not? For four years, this guy made his name on claiming that he had solid evidence that Donald Trump was a Russian operative. And what's he doing for four years? He's doinking a Chinese spy. Yeah. He's doinking a Chinese spy, a full-fledged, card-carrying communist female 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 spy. spy. You know, and and now, did you hear what his office said when they asked for a comment on it? Well, you can't discuss it because (laughs) it it might reveal state secrets. I'm like, who's state secrets? China? (laughs) Who's? Really? Really? And I heard a, I heard a comment from uh, from someone earlier today, and I just started chuckling to myself. The the guy said, "So, if the Chinese weren't getting any satisfaction out of uh, this relationship between Ms. Fang or whatever, and uh, <laughs> like, and the rec- like, like Mr. Fang was evidently. That's right. Yeah, and 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 the." Uh, the representative from California, <laughs> he said, the Chinese don't operate like that. The Chinese spies don't operate like that. If they're not getting uh, return on investment of their time, then they go on to somebody new. Yeah. And this this relationship went on for, like you said, what, four years, whatever? Well, what is it? Didn't, so, didn't she, like, sleep with, like, half of the, half of the entire state of California? Uh, that I cannot verify. Got a hank- but I'll work with you on that. Getting a hankering for some egg rolls. Maybe, maybe, maybe that. Maybe that's what uh, Mr. Fang, U.S. Representative Fang, was. He just he had to keep going back because you know Chinese food doesn't really fill you up. <laughs> or it does if you eat too much rice and then you face plant and then you wonder what just happened. See, the whole face plant thing is painting a picture for me, and uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. I, I this is the hypocrisy of. of of the fascist left, and he'll be the—he would have been the first one to shout somebody down if if we were saying, "Well, you know what? There's no evidence that that Trump had any relationship with anybody in from Russia that was nefarious about an election. None. He would have shouted you down if you would have brought evidence to the contrary, and proving a negative is impossible. But if you would have brought evidence proving that Trump didn't have a relationship like that." He still wouldn't have said it because it doesn't fit his little fascist narrative. Yeah, I know. And and two, people are going to say, well, why didn't this come out before the election? Well, okay, fine. But you know what? It's out now. If the people if the people of California are are, are shocked, shocked that there's gambling here at Rick's Cafe Americana, shocked. No. You no. know, if if they're shocked that this guy was for four years, and that means. Before the last election, too, Doinkin, a Chinese spy, then they should recall him. But they won't. 
They won't. Is it? He's a vote for the Democrats, and they have to have more, as many votes as they possibly can because all they identify with is party politics. Yeah. Well, in, in, uh, wasn't the resistance protected at Rick's? I believe it was protected at Rick's. And I think that's where Morocco Mole hung out too. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, Morocco Mole. And that was, that Spe- was speaking secret, of secret secrets squirrel. and secret squirrel. squirrel is exactly right. There's a lot of secret squirrel got stuff going on. I just it's that kind of stuff, and and in tandem and as an addendum to the Chinese thing with Mr. Fang and Mrs. Fang and their little egg roll children <laughs> and the Fangettes and the Fangettes. It's it's like I feel like Dean Martin. Let's go over to the couch now with the Fangettes. Um, <laughs> you know, there there was a, a Chinese professor whose the video's now been expunged in China because the Chinese the Chinese government said. You should not be talking about this. This is secret for only us to know. You had a Chinese professor over there telling a a gathering of important of potentates in Beijing that we don't really have to worry about it now that there looks like there's going to be a Biden administration because we've we've got operatives at very high levels in the U.S. government. I know. About so, that, you know. So this Fang, Fang's having his chow mein, and 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 doing the La Choy makes Chinese food cat dance, and <laughs> and we've got Chinese operatives saying we don't don't worry about it. We we own the American government. It's it's pretty easy. Meanwhile, Joe Biden wouldn't say a damn word negative about the Chinese all through the election. Yeah, what wasn't that just an amazing video that popped up with that? With the uh, the Chinese professor saying, "Yeah, we've we've got we we know people in very high places in the United States." <laughs> and, and the people in the crowd were oh, laughing geez. and clapping. They were laughing and yeah. clapping. Oh yes, this is fantastic. Yeah, we own the United States. For them to be that brazen about saying it, or at least that they believe that they can be that brazen in saying it, that should alarm a lot of people over here. Well, and it certainly doesn't take a lot to connect the dots about who they were talking about. No, you know, yeah. now that we know about about Hunter and and son, or I mean about Hunter and Dad. Do you do you think that if the outcome of the election were demonstrably demonstrating that Donald Trump had won, that it was this gigantic landslide and he got 407 electoral votes, so it was moot. Biden conceded. Do you think that Chinese professor would have said a damn word about it? I'd say no. Yeah. Not a chance in hell. Not a chance in hell. The fact that the Russians didn't even acknowledge that Biden was was possibility of being president-elect, which Chris Wallace, he's not, (laughs) um, you know, tells you that there was no collusion with the Trump team. You know, they would be celebrating... They would be celebrating or screaming that Trump won if, in fact, they were colluding with the Trump team. This this lunacy of being able to create your own narrative, whether there's truth to it or not, just to be politically expedient for your cause, this shit's got to end. Well, I, I think we're seeing this. I, I think we're seeing it beginning to come to an end. I mean, look at look at the seams starting to come apart. You know, first with with the uh, with the uh, the uh, lawsuit by Texas. Well, you know, these these things are starting to come unglued now well, and people are starting to see it and and 
it can no longer be hidden. I mean, well, no, it, and, the press the press has to talk about it now, and, mainstream press. And, 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 and another case in point, because there's so many facets to this ridiculousness. We're, we're going back to COVID. California wants to lock down. One of their courts says you can't do that. It's going to get appealed back and forth. Meanwhile, people are losing everything. Yeah. Small business owners are, it, they're just falling off like dead flies left and right because these people are playing political games. There was, and I mentioned this, I mentioned this last week, and it bears mentioning again, there was a, a associate dean at Harvard University, an associate dean of the master's degree program for economics, who did a deep dive on fatality rates in the United States going back almost 20 years. And she's an actuary. They don't screw around with numbers. They, they have intimate relationships with numbers. Six, nine means something different to them. <laughs> you know, it, this woman came out and said, it's kind of obvious, and boy, we've got to get back to actually teaching uh, real math in schools if you can't see it. There's a direct correlation between the number of COVID deaths and a downtick in every other major death rate cause this year. Heart disease and diabetes are down exactly the same amount as COVID went up. It doesn't work that way. And what happened? That study, a John Hopkins University study by a Harvard-trained economist, an actuary, was pulled off of social media. They're calling it fake. They're calling it misinformation. The media won't touch it. Science is supposed to be about attempting to disprove what you believe the theory is. Oh, like a Cuomo. It's all about the data. I'm going with the data. Yeah, right. You know, if he's going with the data, then explain, explain this weirdness here, because heart disease seems to be down. Let's all go out and just eat Crisco. <laughs> you know, heart disease isn't a problem anymore. Diabetes? Screw it. Let's go over to the Mars Candy Factory and just dive into a vat. <laughs> exactly. But don't but wear a mask while you're doing it because COVID's on the uptick. You know, yeah. this this goes back to the narrative. There is a there is an anointed narrative and if you're not online with it, the the modern day brown shirts which are that necessarily the black shirts, the Antifa black shirts, they come and they set fire to your business. Yeah, where's where's the where's the US Chamber of Commerce? <laughs> You know, I mean, where's the small in, business administration? The, 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 well, they're hemorrhaging. I mean, they, the small businesses are absolutely hemorrhaging. And nobody except the Trump administration is coming to their defense. I'm, I mean, I'm, the, the people that espouse that they represent these small businesses. Now, maybe the NFIB does to an extent, but the chamber, those guys, those guys have a, a platform and a bully pulpit, and they are silent. Uh, deafeningly silent. And, and, you know, this this goes back to actually doing a forensic examination of the Trump presidency, uh, another reason why the narratives are so discredited. You got a guy who lowered taxes to help not only individuals but small business. You got people who started to purge useless, meaningless, and redundant regulations so that small business could thrive. You've got someone who started to literally take seriously the the outweighted trade packs that we have that give 
a foot up to foreign companies rather than American companies, which kills jobs. You have someone who who at every turn has tried to help small business and the individual, and they call this guy a fascist who's, a, who's lording over people by decree. Every single thing he's done has, has been in the best interest of the American people, including not going down that rabbit hole of a globalist intervention uh, scheme militarily. The guy has scaled down things overseas and said, hey, if you, if you two people want to blow each other up, I, I guess you better have a conversation about it because we're not going to be spilling any more American blood over here because you guys can't get along. Fight yeah. over your toy over there. You know, so what What did this guy do that makes him uh, the devil incarnate? He, he stood up for the American people. Well, America first. That that was his that was his campaign. It's all about America first. It's about time. It needs to be America first because the globalists obviously have taken over. You know, and, so and that's why that's why all these other nations they just they can't stand us because we're <laughs> we're we're taking the money out of their piggy banks. You know, this this is why when when I hear these people saying they're anti-fascist on the left or they're for the little guy or they're, or they're for the people who are being oppressed. You know, it is such a line of bullshit because the people they champion are the globalists. Exactly. You know, they couldn't give a rat's ass about the little guy. They no. they manipulate the little guy as the useful idiots to help them and their power. And you look look at how fast this Mr. Fang is going to get cast aside. <laughs> look how look, I, I, if, yeah. if if this gets any deeper. If the media starts to actually cover this, because it is a hell of a story, a U.S. representative four years into the doinkage of a Chinese spy, <laughs> you know, that's that's a good book. That's a, that's a good movie. You know, the, the people who are obviously the, the essential employees down in Los Angeles of the movie industry, who don't have to abide by all the COVID laws set forth by Lord Newsom, you know, they want to make this <laughs> movie. You know, but you can't because what? Because he's a progressive from San Francisco? The guy's dirty. He was doinking a Chinese spy. He shouldn't be in the Capitol. You know. I doinked a spy and my other life stories by Eric Sawwell. By Eric Sawwell. That's, that's it. I doinked a spy. It, it's, like that, it's like the game in the car when you were a kid. I spy a sign I, that begins with, that has a letter A. Right. I, I spy a I spy a Mr. Fang who's doing been a Chinese spy. Yeah, I'm driving through the desert and I spy something brown. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, I, <laughs> I spy a liberal who's corrupt. Oh, really? Where? You know, <laughs> just about anywhere. Yeah. You know, I I want to give Mrs. Fang. Uh, immunity so that I can hear everyone she's doinked from the California delegation. Yeah. I, I just I just think that that the seams are starting to come apart little by little by little by little by little and obviously we just got to take care of business um, you know hopefully this this lawsuit with Texas um, is what we all believe it can be and two we got to win these Senate seats the Senate seats are a must and yeah. and, and if you are a legally registered voter in the state of Georgia, this is this is for all the marbles. You have got 
to go and vote. If you are a libertarian, if you are someone who's who's not aligned politically to a party, don't look at this as a battle between the Republicans and the Democrats if that really gives you agita. Look at it as voting against one party total rule in Washington. Because that's what this election is all about. If Biden wins, and this is all up to a Supreme Court case now like Andy and I have been saying, and those two seats go Democrat, then they will pack the courts, they will end the filibuster, they will implement the new Green Deal, and they will embrace the Great Reset, which wants to get rid of paper currency in deference to digital currency. And who would oversee that digital currency? People who can lock down your finances if you don't go get vaccinated. Exactly. You know, so this this election is very important. So don't if if it bothers you to say, "Well, I've never voted for a Republican in my life, and I'm not about to start now." How about voting against one party totalitarian rule? Yeah, check your ego at the door, Haas, and look at the bigger picture. Yeah, this is this is not about party politics. This is about which way the country is going to go. Yep. You know, because at this Y in the road, if if we decide to go left, there is no coming back from that. Nope, and we won't be able to call say Merry Christmas anymore. No, that that'll be that'll be right out. You might not even be able to say Happy anything. Yeah, because Happy is imposing an ideology on somebody. You have to be gray about everything. Gray Christmas. Can't even say Christmas. That's right. It'd be day. Have a gray day. <laughs> They'd have to pull Pharaoh Williams' song "Happy" off the off the airways. Oh, he would be incarcerated immediately yeah. and sent to a re-education camp. That's right. You have know. to cut happy. the height of his hat in half. Happy, happy? Who the hell are you? <laughs> you elitist <laughs> bastard! You're supposed to be gray like everybody else. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> reminds me of a Ren and Stimpy episode. Yeah, or, or it reminds me of the uh, of, of the crowds in. Uh, in the wall by Pig Floyd. Yeah, exactly. You know, I just want to march around with my with my with my wrists crossed, shaking them at the people. You know, oh. and you and and you won't get your pudding. Yeah, and if you, especially if you don't eat your meat, but there won't be any meat because there won't be anything on the shelves at the stores. If we're going to go socialist, we're going to and the crash and burn that the American that that the United States would do if we went full socialist would make Venezuela look like Aruba. Yeah, you talk about not just a civil war, but it would be a total revolution that would occur. And I, I, I contend, too, that there is actually a revolution going on now. Absolutely. Absolutely. The question is, is it going to be a bloodletting shooting revolution, or is it going to be economic? Right. You know, and judging from the way people go, go balls-ass crazy about sucking up Toilet paper when things go crazy. <laughs> That's going to be my barometer. Where are we with how many? Ro- you know how they had the uh, the colors for the for the terrorism codes, yeah. the different levels. Mine's going to be how many rolls of toilet paper we are on toilet paper roll one people. Yeah, well, toilet paper color will be in uh, trail mix. We'll <laughs> be in trail mix. I, I I could say so many things on that. I'm just not. I know. I I, I didn't mean to send us down that. that. I, that path. But. I got a ha- I got a hankering for an egg roll. <laughs> Me too, Mister <laughs> Mister Limbaugh. As always, it's been a pleasure, and uh, we'll talk to everybody uh, next week. 
it'll it'll be uh, a lot of updates to cover next week. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, either everybody, I'll leave you with this thought: we're either going to be really happy or really pissed. Yeah, I'd rather be happy, 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 and play Pharaoh until you guys just can't stand it anymore. Pharaoh Williams. That's right. And I'm I'm going to do the uh, I'm going to do the the whole Wolfman Jack thing and spit us out on Pharaoh Williams and happy, happy, happy. And have some popsicles before they all melt. (laughs) Next week, my man. All right, bud. Hi, this is CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We offer a complete line of handcrafted exotic teas that will change your idea of what tea is all about. Either hot or cold, our teas please. And make no mistake, this ain't your mama's tea. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Thank you for listening to Underground USA. Be sure to check us out online at www.undergroundusa.com and on social media. Please subscribe to our podcast at iHeartRadio. Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on podcast platforms like CastBox, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and anywhere podcasts are heard. Underground USA is produced and syndicated by Compass Point Productions. All content is used with permission and pursuant to the dictates of the fair use copyright law. Any and all guests have appeared at their own risk. Rendezvous with destiny, with destiny, with destiny.